You're listening to Time in the Word. In this message, Dr. Gonzalez continues to explore the unique contemporary signs. In the previous message, he discussed the European Union and the fall of communism. Today, he will be discussing the stirrings in the Far East, the fusion of peoples in the North, the preparation of the coming world church, the atomic, biological, and chemical age, the rush towards globalism, and Israel, God's super sign. As God ministers to you through these series of studies, and as you experience God's love and grace in your own life, share these podcasts with others so that they too may be blessed by God's word and his amazing grace. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on end times prophecy. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the spirit who teaches us what that word means. And we just pray that you would help us apply what we study to our lives so that we may be conformed to the image of Christ. May we live lives that bring you glory and honor. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Well, we have started looking at uh, the signs of the times, and we are actually on part three of the signs of the times as we continue this message on prophecy. We are talking about the Bible and tomorrow's headlines. It's a Bible prophecy series. Um, we have already looked at uh, several, so we will pick up where we left off on in the last message. The one we will be looking, or the first one we'll be looking at today is the stirrings in the Far East. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to Revelation chapter 16 and look at verse 12. In this passage, it says, The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. What is God saying in this passage? Well, essentially, that at some point there will have been an alliance of nations in the Far East which will come together, unify, and create a power block known as the kings of the East. Now, if you have been paying attention to world news today, you know that there have been movements in the East, stirrings in the Far East, in order to bring a number of nations located in that part of the world together and unify with a common purpose uh, in mind. Now, we are talking about Central Asian Islamic nations Uh, And we are also talking about nations such as perhaps Japan, China, North Korea, and such. Uh, We have witnessed, for example, after World War II, we've witnessed, in essence, the resurrection of Japan coming from the ashes of World War II to become a world economic superpower. We have certainly seen the rise of China, not only in becoming now an economic superpower in the world, and many regard that in the future, China may perhaps be the one economic superpower, but we've also seen them rise to become a military power. We've certainly seen the threat of North Korea, particularly with their development of nuclear weapons today. But what the Bible, in essence, is saying, and what The news and what the developments around the world are saying is that, in essence, what the Bible says is going to occur in the Far East in terms of there being alliances formed between nations in that part of the world in order to form an economic and military power block is indeed coming together in 
the presence of our, of our own eyes and in this generation's experience. Another thing we see in current news that is a contemporary uh, sign of the time is the fusion of peoples in the north. For example, if you look at Ezekiel chapter 38, let me turn to that passage, Ezekiel 38, and I'll read verses 1 through 6. This is what the Word of God says. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Masheth and Tubal. Prophecy, prophesy against him and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Mesheth and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and bring you out with a whole army, your horses, your horsemen, fully armored, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them uh, brandishing their swords. Persia, Cush, and Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets. Also Gomer, with all its troops, and Beth, uh, Tagarma from the far north with all its troops, the many nations with you. And if you read a little bit further down, verses 14 through 16, this is what the word of God says. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In that day, when my people Israel are living in safety, will you not take notice of it? You will come from your place in the far north, you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, O Gog, I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. Listen, this is an incredible prophetic statement made here by God. Listen, we see today the fusion of the peoples in the north. And in essence, God, in this passage we just read, tells us who this allegiance of nations will be. We believe, of course, that the, the country to the north is speaking exclusively of Russia. Don't you think that because the former Soviet Union is gone and, and, and uh, the cold uh, communism has fallen, Ru Russia has lost its power. Do you realize that Russia is a big ally and will be even a bigger ally? And we see that in modern, uh, new, in, in, in current news today. In fact, I just recently, and I'm talking about the last couple of days, I've read an article in which it states that Russia is clearly taking the position of many of the Middle Eastern nations against Israel and against the West, particularly the United States. So we're talking about an alliance of Islamic nations, which will be led in essence by Russia. And the many nations that are mentioned here, uh, uh, such as Put and, and, and so on. These are nations that we know who they are geographically today, such as Sudan and many other nations uh, in that part of the world, who will come against Israel uh, in order to invade Israel and annihilate the Jewish race.
And God says that they will come, but that he himself will intervene and he himself will destroy this northern power block, this northern alliance of nations uh, as they come against Israel. But we already, the point is this. We already see this alliance being formed today. We are seeing, folks, listen, pay attention to the news, pay attention to world news, because every single thing that happens nowadays just about has something in relation to what we're studying right now. The lines of demarcation are being made already as things are developing around the world. We are seeing prophecy beginning to be fulfilled and we are seeing things and 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 the major players on the world stage coming uh, uh, and forming these alliances even today another sign is we see the preparation of the coming world church if you look at revelation chapter 17 and i'll quickly read verses 1 through 7 it says one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. With her the kings of the earth committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into a desert. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed up in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones, and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. This title was written on her forehead, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. Then the angel said to me, Why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and of the beast she rides, which has the seven heads and ten horns. Listen, you know what the Bible is saying? Listen, that in the last days, in the time of the tribulation, there will be this large ecumenical church that will be... Uh, in bed, in essence, with the Antichrist and with Satan. And rather than being a church that represents the living God, we're told in this passage that it is actually drunk with the blood of the true saints of God, those who have trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And listen, if you are paying attention to the things going on in the world today, including the things within the religious world, we know for a fact that many religious movements exist out there in order to bring uh, this, this, this formation of a grand religion, one, an ecumenical church that will bring people from all over the world, from differing religions and faiths, and sort of just fuse them all together. And the Bible says that that church, 
during the tribulation period will be in bed with God's enemy, will be a, the mother of prostitutes and an adulterer, and that rather than propagating the true faith and propagating the truth, it will seek to persecute and kill those who are really related to the living God. That's another sign of the time. And we're seeing these, this ecumenical church, this false church, this prostitute being formed even before our eyes today. Another one is the atomic and biological and chemical age. Listen, when the Soviet Union, before the collapse of the Soviet Union, during the Cold War, there were in essence two nations who held in their arsenals weapons powerful enough to annihilate entire civilizations. In essence, they were the United States and Russia, or the Soviet Union. With the collapse of the Soviet Union, now the ability to produce atomic, biological, and chemical weapons by rogue states is clearly evident. We see, for example, in news today, issues of countries like Iran and North Korea developing weapons of mass destruction that if they were able to put them together, and we're sure that at some point they probably will, they will have the ability with one bomb to annihilate hundreds of thousands or millions of people at one time. We know that there has been a development of biological and chemical weapons for we have seen them used. We have seen the corpse corpses of those people who have been killed in parts of the world with chemical and biological weapons. We live in a day and age where there is enough produced and made and in the arsenals of many countries today that if it was unleashed at any given moment it would end the world as we know it today. This may have been science fiction 50, 60, 100 years ago. Not anymore folks. The world has now the ability within a push of a button to destroy entire regions of the world in matters of minutes. This is going to be, we're seeing it today, and this is going to be prevalent during the last days, the times of the tribulation. Another one, we see the rush towards globalism. You know, there was a day and age in which we thought of ourselves as living in a very big world. And we thought of certain nations as being quite far for us. There were distances between the peoples of the world. But modern technology, in essence, has reduced what was once a big world, an extra, extra, extra large world, into an extra, extra, extra small world that now we call a global village. Discoveries and developments such as the Internet have reduced or shrunk the size of the world to something we can all now experience. I could be anywhere in the world I want to be now via the Internet. Something I couldn't do not many years ago. Other technological developments, for example, the development of global news networks. Listen, <laughs> and the Bible says this is the way it's going to be. 
Do you know, and we know, we know because we've experienced it in our lifetime, do you know that we can sit in the comfort of our living rooms and see war being raged anywhere in the world via TV? Maybe a hundred years ago, that was unheard of. That's why John had a hard time trying to describe what he saw in the vision because he lived in the first century. What's TV? How in the world will the world be able to witness such events when they, there's such distances between the nations? Well, what he didn't know is that human beings would develop technology that would transport us to anywhere in the world instantaneously. I remember, for example, it wasn't that long ago when, when uh, uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait and the U.S. and, 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 and the Alliance of Nations that uh, supported the U.S. kicked Iraq back out from Kuwait. We were sitting in our living rooms watching the war. That's prophetic, folks. But there is a rush towards globalism. Listen, l l let me just give you a list of organizations that have shrunk a big world into a small one. We've got, for example, the United Nations. We have the World uh, Bank. We have the World Trade Organization. We have the European Union. We have NATO and so on and so forth. We have formed so many organizations that have taken what was once a big world and shrunk it to a global village. And the Bible tells us that eventually the world will be broken down into power blocks. Four. West, east, south, north. Four power blocks. All nations will be aligned with one of those four power blocks. And we're seeing those power blocks in development today. In essence, which confirm to us that we are heading, rushing towards globalism. We will no longer be an independent sovereign nation. Neither will any other nation be an independent sovereign nation. They will have signed off their sovereignty. And we know this country's already done quite a bit of that. They will sign off on their sovereignty and somebody will rule them. Because nobody will be able to be outside of one of those power blocks who will protect them. So we see a rush towards globalism. We see it in the development of the internet, in the global news networks. We see it in banking. We see it in, it's amazing to me, for example, banking, currency, all the, all the financial sector of, of, of society. Do you know that you can move massive, and when I'm talking about massive, I'm talking about trillions of dollars between nations instantaneously today. No horse and buggy carrying cash somewhere. It is done electronically, instantaneously. Eventually, in fact, the Bible tells us that currency, paper money, coin, was have no, there will be no use for those anymore. Everything will be on a card, a smart card, something, a chip, something. We've got that. Take, listen, maybe my grandparents or, or their parents might have thought that that was uh, science fiction, but certainly we know we have the technology now that has taken us to a place where we can envision a world with no cash. I'm not talking no money, I'm talking no currency, no paper money. It'll all be 
on something we carry in our wallet. In fact, that card will not only contain all the information about our finances, it'll contain all the information about our life, our medical history, everything. We're signing off on this already, folks. There is technology in use in this country today being tried out by companies who are developing this technology that in essence shrinks this world to a global village in which all your existence in life is in a card. And you know what? With all that technology and, and knowing that somebody has to control that technology because somebody had to create it, it's kind of a scary thought that somebody somewhere in the world is going to have all the pertinent information about every single human being at their disposal. Let me tell you something, folks. Certainly, whoever leads those power blocks, and we know that the West will be led by the Antichrist, he's the major player in, 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 in the last days, he will certainly have access to whatever information he wants about anybody who is aligned with his power block. Science fiction? I don't think so, folks. We have the technology in play, in place today to already imagine what that looks like because we're using it ourselves. A lot more can be said and maybe eventually towards the end of this series we'll, we'll dedicate a, a, a series of messages to current technology and inventions and such that will actually amaze us as to how advanced we've become and closer we've brought ourselves to the end times. The last one I want to look at, and perhaps not the, this is not uh, certainly a, an exhaustive list, but the last I'm going to look, uh, look at is what I regard as God's super sign. That's Israel. For 2,000 years, since A.D. 70, when Jerusalem was overrun and the temple was destroyed and the Jews were scattered all over the world, for 2,000 years, Jews and Hebrews have been living in nations all over the world, scattered. And all of a sudden, in the 19, late 1800s and early 1900s, we're talking about this older generation or the previous generation, we have seen the return of Israel to the Palestinian land, to Canaan, the Promised Land. I don't know about you folks, but certainly for those who have studied the Bible and have studied prophecy, the fact that Hebrews and Jews have been returning from all over the world to the land of Palestine is a clear indication that God is bringing all the major events that need to be put in motion in motion. We have seen the Bible is replete with prophetic statements indicating that the Jews would regather in Palestine to set up the last days. As small as Israel is as a nation, geographically, and as few as they are in numbers in relation to the world population, 
Israel, as far as prophecy is concerned, is the center of the world. For everything will occur there. Do you know that, that for the entire 2,000 years that Israel has been scattered throughout the world, you know, they've been wanting to kick the Jews out of that land forever. They finally left the land. They were scattered for 2,000 years. Now that they've come back and, for, and, and were recognized as a sovereign nation, they want them out again. But you know that for those 2,000 years, nobody ever took that land and ever made it their nation or ever lived in it as a country. Why? Because that land belongs to the Jews. These are the signs of the times for which the scripture says we need to keep our eyes open, particularly those living in the tribulation, because we won't be here for those times. But we are seeing the, the we are seeing these come into play. We are already seeing these signs of the times beginning to take shape, which tells us the rapture must be very close. Well, we're at the end of this message. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, thank you. We praise you. We indeed bow ourselves before you and worship you as the only true living God. And we love you, Lord, because we know that you first loved us. Thank you for Jesus who gave his life for us so that we may not experience this tribulation. May the glory be all yours, for it is in his name that we pray. Amen.